Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Rachel. And I'm Ty. And let's rewind back to 1991 and watch Step by Step. <laughs> what you talking about, Will? You got it, dude. You little nasty. Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so how how are you doing, Ty? What's been what's been going on with you? Um nothing much. Um I am I don't know when this is airing, <laughs> but we're already in the beginning of June and I will be going to DC sometime in the middle of june so i don't know when this is airing but hopefully it'll be the I middle have, of june <laughs> yeah so i either will have about to go to or will be returning to um from dc meeting with a future guest and i'm very excited <laughs> oh very cool i love dc Mm-hmm. it's my favorite it's my yeah, favorite city, it's a great city. i think we even said that in a previous episode we had a quiz we, that was for so family funny. matters yes yeah. um God, I need to, I need to get there soon. But I think the last time I went was for a Demi Lovato concert, like a couple years ago. That's so you. (laughs) It was, it was Demi Lovato and Nick Jonas, Mm -hmm. the future. Oh, wow. It was a fantastic Oh, wow. That is a good tour. That was probably with a great tour. Yeah. Um, but your birthday's coming up. So speaking of, you know, yeah, it'll be about June. the same time you're going to DC. Yeah. So you'll be going to DC for my birthday. <laughs> I'm not going. Your birthday's in the no, middle of the week. No, I know, I know, I know. We're gonna go to a trivia night, right? Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, if you get yeah. your ID. <laughs> if I if I renew my ID. <laughs> I don't know. My my alternative system has been working pretty well. My <laughs> Charisma combined with my vaccine card. <laughs> That's my birthday on it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I'll have to renew it by then. Not that I need to drink on my birthday, <laughs> but it'd be very nice to. <laughs> I mean, we're grown. That's what you wanted. That's what you do. Exactly. You know, we're yeah. old. We're, we're old. So this week, speaking of growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well you have a you have a you have step parents right i do i have a wonderful stepmom shout out cat um yeah and i was gonna say too that this is a i think the first show that we've done that like represents that family dynamic Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's it can be an incredible thing to have in your life to to be blessed with multiple parents in a way i have my mom and dad and i have my i have a very good relationship with my stepmother so um yeah and so step-by-step is what we're talking about this week, which does represent the step-parent-step-family dynamic uh, on TV. So why don't you tell us about the show a little bit before we get into it? Yeah, um, Step-by-Step is an ABC sitcom that debuted in 1991 and ran for seven seasons. It centers around the Foster Lambert blended family as the parents Frank and Carol get married while on vacation in Jamaica. Wow concept. We're going to have to talk about that. Wow concept. Um, The children must now navigate their living arrangements and become a new family. So the first couple of seasons was like the tumultuous um, blending. Like, you know, you had like the rough house boy and like the 
you know, quote unquote prissy girl and like all mm-hmm. that stuff. And and so like learning how to like get along in one house, but then towards the end it was more about um just them living as a family. It does do every like sitcom not trope, but like we're gonna talk about this later, but like they aged up the, the little girl so she mm-hmm. could have better storylines. Like like they do every kind of like phasing out children, like they do all of it. So I mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about that. But I first want to talk about the pilot because it was crazy. <laughs> it was, he literally followed her to Jamaica. Yeah, no, I know when they were and she was like, it was fate. And I think they set that up as the gag um, mm-hmm. that it was creepy. And then she because it's like, that's what he's like. He's like, oh, well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that weird i promise and she goes that's so romantic and he flips his tune so i think it's like set up as like it's supposed to be creepy but she finds it romantic and that's why they're perfect for each other but yeah i know it would have been much i think probably better if it was fate that they did just end up at the resort together um the fact that he followed her there i don't think is ever fully like fully talked about enough because like he went after her like he so what was their relationship then like before that point did he have reason to believe that they could be something why did he follow her to jamaica um why they knew each other for three weeks exactly and so first of all why was she even going to jamaica was that like a just for funsies trip and then he finds out she's going on a trip by herself for fun he's like i'm gonna follow her there on a whim I mean, how bad do you have to like someone to be like, okay, I'm going to leave my children at home. I'm going to go to Jamaica for three weeks. No, it's not. They were in Jamaica for a week. He had known them Mm -hmm. her for three weeks. So it is a bit extra. And I feel like that was an unnecessary element of the whole premise. I think it could have just been, they were both in Jamaica on their, on their own for separate reasons and ran into each other. I think it being fate would have maybe sealed it a little bit more for the viewers right away. Mm-hmm. Or like a crazy scenario kind of thing, which bring up the, you know, sitcom-iness of the show, but just having it just like, yeah, he pretty much followed her there. I don't know if he planned to get married to her, but he definitely followed her there. And so that's yeah. just like a weird... Like, what are you doing? Like, this is how we enter this is how we enter into the show. You know, 1991 is a different time. <laughs> um, yeah. And then yeah, and then you realize that they the kids kind of knew each other. I don't know why he put a a rat in her locker. Crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was largely it was to characterize him as that kind of like class mm-hmm. clown not doesn't take things too seriously kind of bad Knuckle boy a little head, bit yeah. um to contrast her so i think mm-hmm. it's a weird thing but then he never really does stuff like that again i don't mm-hmm. think yeah it was a weird little backstory between the kids and i think like if they're going to school together too the parents had to have known that i mean i don't know yeah, because he asked her what time does school gets out so does he not no, but I don't think he's that? very present. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like in the beginning, they're trying to portray him as this dad who doesn't have it all together um, and is like not really doing well taking care of the house by himself because like they're not doing dishes. That kitchen mm-hmm. is probably a hazard. But then again, when he does marry Carol and they become this kind of joined family, he becomes dad of the year. Like he's always present. He's always helping the kids with stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so it almost seems like what they were trying to set him up to be to contrast Carol doesn't really carry over and him and Carol are actually a lot more alike 
in many ways than I think the original premise was supposed to make it seem, even though they do have their differences, like sitting down to dinner and watching sports and going to church and stuff like that, the things they fight over throughout the series. But yeah, I, I also think it's really interesting because they both come from very two very iconic. Um, I guess that's well, one is a, definitely a sitcom, but the other one is more like a soap opera with Dallas with Patrick Duffy yeah. and Susan Summers was on Three's Company, which is two that I generally enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think this one, Nostalgia, I, it could be two things. One is I haven't really saw a full episode of Step by Step in a while. Um, so I forgot about a lot of things. Or two, this is what happens sometimes with sitcoms is that if it's not compelling enough, you just can't sit there and watch five, ten episodes. Because, like, they're literally doing, like, season one, like, was literally, like, paint by numbers each episode. Like, it was very much the same in a lot of the episodes. And none of it, and the differences didn't compel me enough to want me to go for it and watch a new episode. Unlike mm. the nanny and the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I was like, oh, look, they're both fresh out of, you know, fresh out of water. Like, look at their shenanigans. But I don't know if it's the characters or it was actually funny. I didn't really laugh a lot step by step. Um, I don't know if it's that was the reason why, like, I can watch multiple episodes in a row for those TV shows. But then for step by step, I was like, Hmm, okay, I'm I, I think I got it. I'm gonna move to the next one now. And like, you know, all that stuff in my binging of I mean, I think they just don't lean into the type of shenanigans that this premise could elicit. They don't lean into it hard enough. Um yeah. they're they're a they're a pretty well meshed family by season two. Um like they do have their disagreements and stuff, but it's nothing beyond what a normal I'm not saying like step family is like kind of these um, I don't know, good word for it besides step families, but the, I don't, I'm not saying that's not normal, but it's like what a family that had been together since birth, the children that had been together since birth kind of thing would go through. I, I, they seem pretty adjusted to each other. And I think with yeah. this, with this premise, um, it's more suited to a short term growing pains kind of thing where they, the kids have to learn to live together because eventually they're going to learn to live together and then it's not really interesting anymore because they're now well, just a family. And I know we're going to talk about this later when we talk about some of the casting changes, but I think that's why I like the mom and the sister. They brought something different into the show and if they would have lost, then maybe we could have, of course, still, but some of the B-plots could have been them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they they got cut out yeah season one and so i think that and then adding the cousin which was weird because he used to like hit on the girls or they're like interesting like i don't know if he like hit on them i think he just i no i really don't think he did (laughs) i think he i think he was positioned more as the older brother you're talking about cody right yeah yeah i think he was positioned more as an older brother because there were often storylines where he was protecting them yeah i think there were some weird points like where i think like dana played juliet and he played romeo in the school play or something um and there were kind of moments where they were flirty with each other a little bit but he was pretty 
he was pretty much brotherly to them for most of the time. I think he was just overly charismatic and friendly. And I think there's always too just that awkward thing when it's like older kids and they're put mm-hmm. close together and they don't really, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't really have like, um, they didn't grow up together and they're already almost yeah. adults. Um, and so I think there's that awkward thing. It's like, well, they are just young adults who just met each other going and living together in close proximity. So, well, he lived in the um, van outside of their house. Right. So <laughs> technically he didn't <laughs> live with them. <laughs> well, there was one episode where he had to, he had to live in the Ooh. living room. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So I, but I don't think it was ever actually anything. Not, not at least from the episodes that I can remember, mm-hmm. but you know, speaking of characters though he is my least favorite character he's your least favorite yeah he's my least favorite it's because he's one note it's just i know know you don't like one i don't like one oh most of the characters in the show are one note um Mm -hmm. because they all kind of are very much their archetype Mm -hmm. but he's just too much of a dumb valley boy like Mm -hmm. i just can't which is weird because they live in wisconsin i know i mean but they even poke fun too there's an episode where he like tries to stop saying dude all the time he Mm -hmm. says it too much and he's just like too dumb he's like unrealistically dumb um Mm -hmm. like he's like oh is there there's a mcdonald's on saturn right and it's like no you're 18 years old you go to school (laughs) like that's not that's unrealistic um and yeah and so I'm not saying like everyone has to be smart. Like, and I'm, I, I know I recognize that there are different levels of IQ, but it's not, it's not even that it's not even IQ. It's just like, it's just being dumb. Like mm. he's like, Oh, so that's what gravity is. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's too mm. much. You're old. Mm. You're an old person. You're 18, 19 years old. You're like a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like in the, the accent and the dude all the time. It's just, they really laying it on thick. Mm. And I can't, I can't stand it. It just feels forced and it feels like a forced comic relief and I hate forced comic reliefs. And that's kind of partially why Steve Urkel always rubbed me a little, a little like mm-hmm. the wrong way, why he could never be my favorite character in Family Matters too. Um, mm-hmm. It's just forced comic relief. Uh, I don't know who my favorite character would be though. I, don't know if I like the sister. I like which one? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm like oh, um, Carol's sister. Yeah, yeah. She was like funny. The, she was funny. The yeah. one on um, the well, I can't think of her name. I'm, I'm gonna think and of Carol's name. mom. Penny. Those two together. Yeah, they was a guest. Penny and I think her name was Ivy on mm. the show. Um, I think they were funny, and I think it took. Cause I feel like I feel like let's let's compare this to a Full House, right? Mm-hmm. So. Full House has a great premise, right? But I felt like we didn't have side stories about Joey and Jesse. You know, I don't think it would have, I, I don't think it could have last long if like all their stories were just wrapped around the family. Because I'm not saying that a family drama majority needs to be about the family, but you can have some side quests, you know? And I feel like once they left, all that kind of went away and all the side quests just became the children. But you know, I guess it's just like, I guess it was just made for children. <laughs> like, like it was during that, you know, TGIF, but it wasn't like a whole family show. It just became just like, okay, we're just going to talk about the kids. And then, but, and then they get this, they get the seventh child in what, season four. Right. I do think though that they missed out on not investing more in the possible storylines with, 
with the aunt and the grandma mm-hmm. um, because that is an interesting element of step families mm-hmm. melding together is the stepchildren kind of learning to then treat their step extended family as family, like getting to know them and, and getting used to the idea that they are now their family as well. Um, because that's another dynamic of step parent relationships, um, especially for young children. So I think they did miss out a lot on not exploring those storylines with extended family. Cause that really could have added more to the dynamic of the premise, um, that they kind of really stopped, um, focusing in on after season one. I, I would agree though. I think it's a boring show overall. Um, they do have some wacky shenanigans, but they never really seem to have a good feel for who the characters are. Mm-hmm. You know, one episode, JT and Cody are starting a motorcycle shop together. By three episodes past that, there, there's no, I mean, it's, they're in a whole nother place. I, I think sometimes it feels like they're in college, but then sometimes it's like, wait, are they back in high school? It seems like there's no congruity with the characters as they grow up. Um, so it's hard to get invested in it. But it is quite a shame because I do really like this premise. Um, I really, really am a fan of the idea of a mom and a dad getting together or two spouses getting together and bringing their kids together and creating one joined family. And we have seen the premise before, like you said, with Brady Bunch, um, but also with the fantastic movie, yours, mine and ours. Uh, but I think it does not hold a candle to those, those shows and those movies that have already done this premise. And also our childhood favorite life with Derek. (laughs) 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 We talk about this movie. I mean, we talk about this TV show a lot. Listeners, um, Talk about sexual tension too, right. between older step siblings. Right. I mean, if you think Cody and Dana are bad, uh, <laughs> like like with Derek had to get shut down because of the tension, the real life chemistry between the two older step siblings. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think Life with Derek kind of dropped the ball with that element of it a little bit. Well, they were dating in real life, so it's, they yeah. couldn't. So I guess they wasn't as good of actors as they thought they were because yeah. they were in love in real life. So like played on the tv show that's why you should date your co-stars um but i think but i feel like this is what they were missing because in all of them they had some other type of not matriarch but matriarch because like with the brady Bunch, they had alice mm-hmm. who they can also go for um advice and things like that and in yours minds and ours do they have a like a, another adult in their life i can't remember no i don't um, think they needed that because that was a movie and i think the yeah. premise works really well for a movie it's short term enough and like they have that it can lead up to that breaking point like the parents literally almost decide to break up and say this is not going to work and we can't live together and the parents yeah. have to come together to like yeah to, to tell them actually we, we we want you guys to be together and that's perfect it's short it's concise they're able to experience that storyline and then they're kind of a happier family at the end um but the premise is tough for a show, especially a show that's mm-hmm. going to try to be long-term and go seven seasons. Brady Bunch did it really well. But like you said, they had the addition of Alice. Um, they had that kind of almost split because it was three girls who really got along as sisters who knew each other as sisters and three boys who really got along. Well, <laughs> got along at, as much as like siblings can. Because like Jan would beg to differ, but... And so not only do they have to... And this is like a little outdated, like in terms of gender identity, but like, not only do they have to get along, not knowing each other very well, but then they have to, it's like, okay, a house full of boys has to get along with like a house full of girls when they have not grown up with 
you know, the other. And so again, this is a little outdated <laughs> in terms of like boy versus girl, but still it's, it's something else. It's an additional element to the premise uh, that they can kind of hinge upon a little bit more. But I also think that the siblings didn't really act like siblings. Maybe because I was skipping around a lot just to like accomplish all the seasons. I was, you know, doing a lot of like two episodes here, two episodes there and stuff like that. But they, the siblings, like the actual three of them didn't seem as cohesive like it was for a Brady Bunch or for yeah. a Yours, Mine, and Ours. Like they were, a, like each of the siblings was a collective group, you know? Like you felt that like familiar bond yeah. with them. And I don't think you felt that with, the siblings because like really with dana and karen all they did was like you know snot each other because they were so different you know yeah. oh and karen, they were looking at a mirror <laughs> yeah and they were sisters they were, you know grew up together <laughs> and mike was like oh mike you're just too smart you're such a nerd but like i didn't see like a lot of like they had those like those family moments with the other side you know, I guess to show that they are becoming a family. But I never saw a lot of it with just the three actual blood siblings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think they didn't really think about the sibling matchup very well either because, like, with yours, mine, and ours, there's, like, a pretty even um, grade-level matchup, an age matchup to where you see these contrasting characters that both equally have to learn to get along in their position in the hierarchy of the siblings. I feel like with the Foster Lamberts, there's not a lot of matchup. Like, sure, there's... Like, Dana and Karen should have been in separate groups. Mm -hmm. Dana and Karen, because they are a good matchup. They're similar ages. They're total opposites. They could have been two teenage girls who, like, really had to learn to get along and become sisters when they are now kind of superseding each other's role as the, that age group in the family. Mm -hmm. um, Dana and Karen should have been in opposite groups. But yeah, they never really kind of meld in the show as... Um, they never have moments where they're acknowledging that they are siblings, that they are mm -hmm. acknowledging that they are family. Um, it's more just like they kind of treat each other as friends. And that's why I feel that Brandon, when it was time, I guess, to cut somebody loose... Brandon is the one that got the, got the got the kick, got yeah. the boot. Because, got the Judy, um, Judy Winslow treatment. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird because they still say they have seven children. So where is he? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they um, wrote him out of the show yeah. completely at some point. Yeah, but they say that they have seven children. Still throughout the whole thing? I think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was earlier than that. But, but I think it was just like... Okay, were Brandon just supposed to be the cute one? Cause like, cause like Mark was the, like I said, the nerd, and then Al was the tomboy, and Karen was the, I guess, not a dumb blonde because she was kind a of the superficial valley. Yeah, girl. The, yeah, superficial valley girl. You know, Dana was supposed to be the studious one, and JT was the, um, you like I said, the knucklehead. You know, we find out that he had dyslexia. That's why he was bad mm -hmm. at school. But before that, it was just like, oh, he was bad at school. Like, he didn't really care. You know, he liked to pull pranks and things like that. So it's like, once I guess Brandon grew up, like, he lost. And then they had another baby. And then they decided yeah. to do what soap operas do. And say, you know what? Okay, 
we have the baby plot, you know, them dealing with the baby. That's getting old. So what we're gonna do now is bump them up to like five. <laughs> yeah. Which actually has an acronym. It's called um what's it called? It's called like Sosa or something like that. Um, which is soap opera rapping aging syndrome. Oh. Yeah. I it happens. Yeah, but yeah, happens I did notice lot. it was like she like literally from season to season she goes from like baby to five year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. She they didn't they didn't need Brendan anymore once they had Lily, um, mm-hmm. the the new kid. And that's exactly what happened to Judy Winslow. They felt mm-hmm. like they didn't need her because they had little uh they had Richie or or whatever his name was. Um and so that's kind of the the double-edged sword of the archetype is that it's nice to have them because it helps makes the characters right away understandable to the viewers and viewers can latch on to them. But at the same time, that means then if, if you can only have one character per archetype, you can't have multiple characters feeling the same archetype. So if you've got a cute kid, you know, full house couldn't integrate another Michelle Tanner. Yes. They could never have another cute little kid. And that's the, the, when they had introduced the twins, there was a bit of, they, they could only do so after Michelle was a certain type where she had grown up enough where she was no longer the cute little kid. But they grew, they, but he was old enough too because by the time then, he was probably like at least 10. He was probably like six in like the first Yeah, season. I think they just didn't know what to do with him. Like Full House, they, they had Michelle become something. I mean, she was a bit of a comic relief, but she was focused on because characters love or audiences loved her so much so I think she, she got this kind of like bond kindergartner little kid trying to be a big kid kind of thing i would have loved to see that with brendan this idea of being the baby of the family and having to like get respect as an older kid now um but we don't get that because i think they were like oh well he was a cute kid and he's not a cute kid anymore well i'm not saying he's not a cute kid but like He's just yeah. not a baby anymore. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do with him? And rather than actually try to figure out what storylines you could have, they toss him yeah. unceremoniously. Well, I mean, the good thing is that the seventh season was bad anyway. So <laughs> right. well, the last three seasons, honestly, I mean, their ratings were tanking um, from, I think, a midpoint. Because uh, I think even their fifth season was delayed in mm-hmm. starting because they were just like, uh, we're just not going into the... They gave the time slot to another show that we're going to be doing, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and a previous thing that we talked about, Clueless. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they were they were also, like, dealing with a lot of, like, regarding casting changes, dealing with some other stuff, too, having to, having to get rid of Sasha Mitchell, who played Cody, um, because of domestic violence charges. Oh, that's uh, why he left. I did not. Yeah. So I was not had his, there was this whole thing with, like, his wife accused him of domestic assault and like mm-hmm. of like punching through a bathroom door or something. And he ended up getting three years probation or something. Mm-hmm. And it just brought a really, it brought a mm-hmm. bad image to ABC. And so he was cut from the show. Mm-hmm. And I think after that point too, they were having to deal with, okay, he was a beloved character from the show. He's one of the most notable characters as one of the older children. Um, and so they really had to kind of deal with, okay, how do we fill that? vacant hole how do we fill that um mm-hmm. and they try to fill it a couple ways you know they bring in jt's new best friend who also then ends up dating dana rich and mm-hmm. that's distracting because rich is the voice of max goof mm-hmm. 
And so it's hard. And another beloved character, Tino from The Weekenders, but that might not speak to everyone listening to this. I love The Weekenders. <laughs> it is not on Disney Plus, which I yeah. say poo poo on you. I know. Poo poo poo. But I love one of the best shows they've ever done. (laughs) You know who um, Lane Brady does the theme song. Cool. That's awesome. But yeah, so they bring in Rich. um, And I think Rich is supposed to be that counterpart to JT because Cody was JT's kind of buddy. Cody and JT got into a lot of hijinks together. So when Cody was cut out of the show, JT needed someone uh, needed a a best bro to like do Mm -hmm. things with. So they bring in Rich and Rich is fine, but he's not Cody. And then they try to bring in the new character, John Luke, the assistant with Carol. And that bring, adds a whole nother element to the show. So I think they just felt like they were scrambling the last three seasons. Well, it was, it got bought out the same time as like a double offer with um, family matters and mm-hmm. with CBS. Cause CBS wanted to do their own kind of TGIF kind of thing. And it did not work because both of those shows were already on its last leg. Like, yeah, if you're going to pick a show to, I mean, I guess like ABC's not going to give them a good show, but like, right. Make your own good shows. Like these two are already on their last leg. Like, I think CBS thought that they could resuscitate them, but they didn't. <laughs> which is so interesting because after like the 90s, like, yeah, ABC was going to rise, but then they have one of the most, they have two of the most successful sitcoms in the mm-hmm. 2000s with Two and a Half Men and, and um, Big Bang Theory. But those are adults. Those are not, Yeah, I mean, Two and a Half Men is a family sitcom, but at the same time, it's not. The focus is more on how the two men get along mm-hmm. um, and how the two men adjust to each other. Oh, no, I wasn't saying that, but I'm saying that, like, you know, they went from very struggling to having a probably one of the two most successful like how yeah. much times have changed and how much networks have changed no too. yeah i just think certain production companies have certain Niches. types of shows they do better than other cbs shows. is good as a crime procedural they need to just yeah. keep on giving us that. <laughs> yeah because i really i can't think of a, fa- a true family sitcom that cbs ever did well or is known for and abc is the family abc family i mean they know how to do a family show Mm-hmm. That's their bread and butter. It's that it's that Disney it's that Disney money, <laughs> that Disneyness of it. You know they gotta do it. They have to get it somehow. Um, yeah, and I think and and also like, and this is like I said like before with the whole streaming model, some shows are just not good binging, and I think this is one of them. Like I think I've been talking about this since you know. I, for a couple of years now, but Netflix and HBO Max and all these need a randomized button. I, like for sitcoms and things like that, I just, just give me an episode. And I think I would watch them out of order because it doesn't really matter. You're like, oh, this is a later season because, you know, they look older. But with this type of show, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah, where I they mean, are in the age group, which is sad because it should matter. Especially with this, I mean, this type of show that does have that family growing up after school special feel like full house, like family matters, um, like boy meets world, the people get invested after the premise because they continue to want to see the family evolve and the kids grow up. And it's like, they become their own family. People become attached to the characters in the show. But when you have an incongruity, when you have a problem with like the, the, 
the episode's not really attaching and us not like losing focus on what are the kids doing. And it's just a different weird shenanigan every episode rather than like them developing their lives. When you kind of forsake their certain individual directions to keep them all together, Dana should have gone to a better school. Yeah. But instead she ends up going to the same community college as Cody to keep them all together and to keep them at home. You skip from season one to season six half the kids should be on their own lives by now, but they're still living at the house, eating breakfast together, then all going to school together. It just feels very like they're not growing up. There's not consistent development and changes for all of them that you can keep track of. You really can skip to any episode and watch it. And, and that shouldn't be something that you can do for like a developed family show. And I think, this is what happens when shows run for too long, um, especially when you have children like this, you know? And I think the same thing happened with um, Family Matters. And, you know, we can even say, unfortunately, you know, we all know that, you know, Full House got canceled. And I think maybe they should have gotten an actual last episode. But I think after a while, like, once all of them started, like, the only person who would have been left was Michelle. At, at one point, because DJ already just got graduate, just graduated from high school, and she shouldn't be able to leave and you know go and do what she wants to do, you know, in life. And I feel like it would have been holding her back if she had to stay there for college. And I think for family matters, like it's weird that Urkel did have any high school plans after you know. Yeah, we talked about everything. that. And yeah. then the same thing with you know here where she was so smart. Like she could even went to like, they live in Wisconsin. So they, cause she could have went to like UM. Like she could still be close where she comes back, you know, but she's still, but I guess because JT couldn't go to that school cause of that. So they decided to handicap her so they could have, still have plots in school, but that just makes it still more high school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's sacrificing their own individual growth to keep them all together is the exact thing you should not do with kids growing up in, in, a, in a family show. Um, it's not, it's stunting their growth. Mm-hmm. It's not us being able to see what we want to see them go do, you know, send them off into the world. And that'd be okay too. Like if they don't, you know, if they have to be let go of the show or just be a recurring character and that's yeah. fine you know i'd rather do that for the base of the show than keep them here you know blackish and and even seven heaven their oldest sibling left <laughs> like, yeah. you know? and, and modern family look at modern yeah. family we got to see them go out and actually do things and mm-hmm. contemplate their careers and even start families that's what we want to see the kids do when they get to a certain age we want to see them achieve these milestones but yeah, Blackish did it well too. I mean, yeah, even having if, Junior take the gap year. We, I could be cool. I don't well, know Blackish has actually ended now, so we can add that to the <laughs> I could get I could get very angry about about that. Um, but with you know, with step by step, it just I think that's the reason why. Like, I don't even know how a reboot will happen. You know, like yeah. there will be no reboot. Like maybe yeah. another show about blended families which I guess was kind of like a modern family or like, I guess that's just more like blended slash large family. Um, the, yeah. I mean, in different types of families too, mm-hmm. uh, in different, you know, like, presenting on TV, the idea that, 
you can have two dads or two moms, like, mm-hmm. you know, gay parents are, mm-hmm. do exist in our uh, mm-hmm. example of the modern American household. So bringing in that aspect, but, and also but you like still all the hierarchy see... and stuff like that too. Yeah. And you do see the element of step parents with Gloria, Gloria. and yeah. Um, but I, I, I would love to see a, another show focus exclusively on the idea of, you know, two spouses with children already getting married and that idea of stepchildren learning to get along. Cause even in modern family, you have that representation of the step family, but Jay's children are already grown up and out of the house. So it's really just Jay learning how to be a good stepfather to Manny rather than Manny having to like learn to live in a household with, with new siblings. But I think that was even more interesting because Gloria was closer to Claire's age and having the you know that weird juxtaposition between like yes yeah, send them your stepmother but we're like very close in age and and claire being like especially like in the first couple of seasons like did not say that she didn't like gloria but like you know had that weird animosity mm-hmm. and also bringing back Dee Dee, like their actual mom and how a clusterfuck she was and also and also um manny having you know to play with his uncles like i feel like that was i feel like it's a more of a more common nowadays maybe more of a common relationship mm-hmm. between because now people are having kids later so even if it wasn't a thing like that but a lot of people are having kids later kind of like in step by step when they had lily and they already had a kid in college well two kids in college um that's still like, you know, that happens. So like you're playing more with your cousin, like with your cousins and stuff than your actual siblings. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, I don't even know how to even like change the show. Like this is very much like a reboot or rewind, neither. We never really had it yeah. either. No, honestly. And the fact that like this show didn't even end strong enough to have a series finale, like it was just literally like okay this is our last episode and over and i think they like they do kind of have it have a serious finale feel because they're like considering selling the house but there's no like momentous end to the series it's just kind of like and then it ends and so i feel like even like with that as a sign that this show did not end in any way where people wanted more where even the production companies knew what to do with it um so yeah, and it's also like a, a show that kind of lost its premise a little bit because they didn't really have anything in addition to the kids learning to get along as a step family. Um, so it was just kind of boring by the end. I don't really want to go back and rewatch any of it, and I don't really need to need a reboot of it. Yeah, but. or like I'd rather get a, a another yours, mine, and ours, another crack out life with Derek because I think life with Derek was great. It's just that. We, <laughs> you know, we, you know, no more Kate, no more Casey and Derek love trying love um things like you know we're not gonna do that anymore. But I think it was a great premise and it was a great show. Well, so um, here's the question then: What did Life with Derek do that Step by Step did not do? The siblings were more closely right, so they had the more age matchup. The yeah. age matchup, but I think the siblings were also closer, as in relationship wise. Right, they had um, to learn to actually like get along, and yeah. d- and we saw them at school. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. That's it. 
We <laughs> saw them interact outside of the family home, away from their parents at school together. And yours, mine, and ours had that too. Because one of the best parts of yours, mine, and ours is when they learn to defend each other at school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fantastic because that's where you see that they become real siblings. And mm-hmm. we miss that in Step by Step. We hear about stuff that happened at school, but we never see them out together at school. So today goes to college. I think it's where we see a lot of like them in school. Yeah, very occasionally. But, but they even still come back home. They're all at home. It's their parents are very much part of it. So we don't get them as siblings and we don't get to see who they are outside of their, their household. Mm-hmm. And that they are more than just friends. They are brothers and sisters. And they have better side characters. Like their friends were great. Their, yes. you know, romantic people were great (laughs) you know um they all stuck up for each other towards their romantic you know feelings like Derek was in a band and that was hilarious (laughs) and one of them asked Casey out which was hilarious like that like, like it was more like they had more interaction together that had nothing to do with the parents and the parents were hilarious and funny and you knew why they got married and they kind of and they really loved each other and stuff like that and so that's why i think that step by step doesn't work it's because unlike the brady brunch yours mice and ours and life with Derek, i don't see the you know familiar bond between the actual siblings because it should be like sibling like sibling group a versus sibling group b which is Mm -hmm. very much how it was in Life with Derek. And yeah. also with yours, mine, and ours. Maybe not the Brady March because that's the 70s and everyone played along. But um, but definitely in the other two, like it was, and a lot of it came along because them acting as a group were going against the other one acting as a unit. Like they mm-hmm. both acted as, and then Marnie, because in Life with Derek, Marnie was, the, was a girl, but she also played with um, her siblings. You know, she was part of Derek's clan she was like the mediator between them you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what they're missing and they're missing those kinds of dynamics because it was all about just JT versus Dana or Karen versus Dana or the the other kids weren't really doing that much yeah and And Cody versus Dana a lot too and Cody wasn't even like he wasn't even one of the kids. He yeah. was Frank's nephew. Yeah. Living in the driveway. I guess he was supposed to be their kooky neighbor, like a Kimmy Gibbler or a and I think they, I think they too just realized that they needed an old, like a kid who was Dana and Karen's age. Because JT was younger than them. They needed like someone on Frank's side who could combat the, that age group. Like I said, the age matchup is so important. It's something that yours, mine, and ours did very well. And it's something that Life with Derek did really well. Casey and Derek were the same age. Lizzie and Edmund were the same age. Mm-hmm. And so having that age matchup is incredibly important because you want to have them experience the same life milestones and life things at the same time and kind of have to coexist together. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why they brought in Cody. And that's why Cody became very much like a focus because him and Dana fed off each other very well because of that. They were the age matchup that we needed. Yeah, I just... I feel like there's a lot of reasons why step-by-step doesn't work and why we should also talk about life with Derek. (laughs) Which, listeners, if you like blended families and you are nostalgic of life with Derek like 
me and Rachel are, they are apparently making a spinoff or like a sequel. I guess it'll be a sequel. I think yeah. it's like, a, yeah, it's a sequel spinoff. So like a, they're pulling a fuller house and I'm very, I'm very yeah, very, because they're very, repeating the premise in, a, in some yeah. ways. They're not really repeating the premise because it's not like Casey <laughs> <laughs> and Derek are getting married. Um, look, look. But they're having to, yeah, they're co-parenting their children together 15 years later. And life with Derek is everything that step-by-step should have been. So seeing this reboot, I mean, it's hard to ask for a step-by-step reboot when we're getting a reboot of the better version of step-by-step, which is <laughs> Life with Luca coming to a TV new, near you soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's hard to then reminisce and talk about what I would want a step-by-step reboot to look like because I'm getting everything I want in the reboot of Life with Derek. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. Well, a lot, also a lot of the, not a lot of them, but Dana, like, is a, like, if we're doing an actual direct, she's like mm-hmm. a district attorney now in California. Like, is she? Yeah. And like the actress or the character? Like the actress. Okay. I was going to say. But basically, like, I mean, I'm saying that there, a lot of them are out of the spotlight. Yeah. Um, and, and like then, JT has, like, the guy who played JT, like, retired from acting after he got, like, shot in both arms ouch yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and like the other one is a a u.s history teacher Mm -hmm. mark he teaches both at high school and a university so i don't know um if they will come back you Mm -hmm. know um i don't think they would yeah Yeah. and it's been so long Mm mm-hmm I think Carol and Frank are probably very old at this point. Who is it? Patrick yeah. Duffy who plays Frank? Mm-hmm. And yeah, Susan's kind of old. Yeah, they're both old. So it'd be tough. And I don't think they're going to bring back Sasha Mitchell who played Cody. Not after mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's tough. It'd be tough to get the cast together. I think that's going to be more likely nowadays with more modern shows to get the cast together for reboots. Like we're seeing the reboots of these Disney Channel shows and stuff, but this was back. I mean, this ended, I think, in 1997. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been over 20 years. I I think we're kind of beyond a point where we could dream about them getting the cast back together, Um, especially now that they've all gone to non-acting careers. But Mm -hmm. I also think that, well, I mean, not really because Full Fuller House did it. But they were all still acting. I mean, Jodie yeah. Sutton had come back to acting. Candace Cameron Bure, like, was a lifetime movie star. Um, and the thing is, they didn't get some cast members back, like the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. And John Stamos was still acting, and Bob Saget was still acting. So it was just kind of like getting all these current actors together to do mm. another project. Yeah, Dave Coulier, mm-hmm. Lori Lawton, before, you know the debacle and yeah so yeah I, I i do agree like i don't know and a full reboot of this premise maybe yeah i just think the only thing they really need to change which i think is just the premise in general is that they need to show the siblings outside of the family dynamic yeah and, and we do need to see more, like you said, too, like like Life with Derek did. We need to see more side characters, more of their friends, more of their um, love interests that actually stick around for a couple episodes. Because mm-hmm. uh, they did have a couple love interests in Step by Step, but we never really saw them too much 
other than JT's girlfriend, Sam and, um, rich who was jt's friend who eventually dated dana um mm-hmm. and then they pretty much ended too like none of, i don't think any of them were successful with those relationships because i think rich no, cheats no, on rich, dana no because i was reading that if they did bring back um step by step dana and rich was going to get married and at the house and that was going to be like the fin- like i guess that's what their planned finale was going to be i guess they will sell the house but the last hurrah would be them dana and rich getting married at the house which i don't know how old was she i'm not saying that you can't get married young but i'm just saying like i she was old because she i think started college in season five and they okay. ended season seven mm-hmm so she was like 16 when they started the show. So wait, no, she ends, she starts college in season four. So yeah, so she was in her, she was like 22, 23 by the end of mm-hmm. the show. But I thought there were so many episodes about like her and Rich not being compatible though. And like not wanting the well, same thing. Well, that's what the they future. said. I don't know. I never know. And did, wasn't there an episode where Rich cheated on Dana? You, you're gonna get me lying. I don't know. <laughs> like I walk, like it was just. I watch enough to get the glimpse and you know to get things, but I don't. I didn't want because it was boring. Like I don't yeah. know if it was because it came on after Full House during ABC Family that I had such a fond feeling of this show because I don't know why I liked it. Because <laughs> yeah. like, and I think it's only claim to fame is that it was in the TGIF group that ABC had, and that's one of ABC's like greatest creations is their TGIF programming. But I think it just lucked its way into that group. I don't think it deserved to be in the same caliber as like the other shows it was with. Yeah, because I mean, yes, Family Matters kind of had a decline, but the the it first couple of seasons was great. Yeah, and Full House, like you know, you could say a lot about Full House, but like it was too preachy sometimes. But it was great. I could right. definitely sit down and commit some episodes of Full House. Yeah. I think After- Full House was probably the most popular show from that group. Mm-hmm. But, and like you said, Family Matters, though, it declined. It, I mean, it did also have an iconic character. I mean, yeah. step by step, I think you take anyone who watched that show back in the 90s, gun to their head, they could not name all the kids. Like, there are no iconic characters from step by step. I forget them in my no head catch- now. And no just- catchphrases. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. And they're... they're theme song is kind of forgettable <gasps> i mean it's made it sounds like it's made by the same person as full house and family matters and full house and family matters you can sing those songs i I'm, i would dare you right now to sing the step-by-step theme song step by step day by day is that really how it goes yes it is it's been happy people we go someone we say make it the second time around is that really how it goes? <laughs> yes, it does. That's how the chorus goes. Not I feel the, like it doesn't start off that way. It though. does not start off that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, with the whole house of family matters, you can sing the entire thing. Whatever I mean, the opening to the family to matters song is the most famous part of that song, too. I feel like with the step by step song, it starts kind of like I can't even remember how it starts. Yeah, no, it starts with like an actual verse, but I know the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think most shows at the time did have a pretty memorable, like at least chorus for their theme song. But of mm-hmm. all of the theme songs from the 90s shows, if you think about The Full Nanny, House. if we think about Full House, if we think about Family Matters, this first has first. the least yes. memorable theme yes. song. Yes, yeah, very true. The most forgettable. 
I do agree with that. So they were just, it was up against Titans and it didn't, it didn't hold. Yeah. And then once they got sold by CBS, CBS didn't know what to do with it either. CBS ruined both the shows it got from ABC. Um, Or was it just that they... It wasn't able to save them. They were already kind of on their Mm -hmm. way down. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think we need a reboot. Um, Like I said earlier, I think if I was going to want a representation of the step siblings and step families, uh, we got that with life with Derek and we're getting a reboot of life with Derek, which I couldn't be happier about. So I just think that it doesn't even happen. Like, like the whole show is called rewind or reboot. The answer is neither. And we never had a neither yet, which is we haven't like, I would say this listeners, like if I would have watched a couple of episodes of step-by-step before we decided to put this on the docket, Might it would not, not made be. It, it would have yeah. not been on the docket. I think we felt like we had to because it was a in this part. iconic group. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it would have made it on the roster. <laughs> no, like if we would, we would have skipped straight into like a full house or something, um, <laughs> and would have just skipped it all together. So yeah. But hopefully there is a, a single listener out there who is happy that we had some step-by-step representation on the show. Yes, I, yes. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to round out, like I said, like you said, round our TGIF. Well, next week we are talking about a non-dead show. Yeah. We're doing Full House. Full House. Buddy, yes. I am so ready. I... <laughs> automatically used to love yeah i mean i think a lot of people did it was it i mean it's one of the few kind of shows from that era that did actually get a reboot so Mm -hmm. i think that's proof that it was one of the big ones i mean it's it's one of two tgif shows that got a reboot the other being boy meets world obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so I think we're headed into the talking about the more popular of, of the group. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good conversation. Um, I was a huge fan of Full House and I watched all of Fuller House. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, and like, I think, and like the syndication for Full House, which I also for um, this show as well, I think that's why I thought I liked it because I, it came on right after um full house like on abc family yeah during the summer so i used to watch you know them back to back to back they used to play all the tgis and i'm like yeah a collection yes you know one episode at a time yes but yeah you can't binge step by step you really can't if you have to be doing something else while you're doing it like it's Mm -hmm. you cannot keep focused on that show forever Um, well i'm excited yeah yeah i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch a couple full house episodes i don't think i need to rewatch some fuller house episodes (laughs) i think i think i pretty much got that in my head Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah cool all right well we'll see you next week yeah bye bye